0: Welcome to Blind Spot. Hello everyone, I'm Clara Johansson, your resident blind girl, and this is Blind Spot, the podcast where I discuss things that are second nature to blind people but might seem weird to sighted people. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode focused mainly on things related to independence, normal lives, stuff like that. This is a continuation of my questions people are too afraid to ask blind people series. And a lot of these questions that I got uh, happen to be related to people feeling like they – want to know a little bit more about how independent blind people feel and if there are things that help them become more independent, stuff like that. So without further ado, let's get into it. The first question that I wanted to address, I don't remember who asked it, but this came when I was putting out a poll for how, what what questions people wanted to know uh, that they think might be offensive, blah, blah, blah. And one of these questions was, do you see yourself as being unable to be independent as a result of your blindness? And I right off the bat want to clarify that this is my personal opinion and I will try to be as objective as possible and a clarification disclaimer for this entire episode and all subsequent episodes that – people may have different views than I do because everyone's journey with blindness is different. So it could be the same view that I have. It could be a completely different view, but everyone's journey with blindness is different. Everyone is their own unique person. And, Just because I think something and you listen to it doesn't mean that all blind people think it. I am just one resident blind girl. There are lots of other resident blind people in the world. So if you meet one of them, make sure that you know how they feel and their feelings towards their own blindness. But getting into the actual question itself, I actually do see myself as a very independent person. I think and I want to clarify here that there is a difference between independence and freedom. And I think a lot of blind people are very independent people, but we're not free in the sense that, you know, sighted people can just get in their cars and drive somewhere. And blind people have to think a lot more about how am I going to get there Do I have to take public transit? Do I need to ask for a ride? Can I walk there? What are the street crossings like? So we can get places ourselves, but we're not as free to get places ourselves. We're restricted, bound by kind of the the ways that we can access things as opposed to, oh, yeah, no, you want to do something in 15 minutes? I'll be right over. Let me just get in my car and go. We, as blind people or visually impaired people, have to check if there's a bus running there at that time. We have to see if we have friends who are around who have cars that can take us places or if there's a dangerous street crossing that we don't feel comfortable doing ourselves to get to where we need to go. So we are independent in the sense that, yes, we can do things by ourselves, but we aren't as free to do things by ourselves. The next question came to me courtesy of one of my very long-time good friends who asked, is offering excessive help looking down on somebody's ability? And again, this is my personal opinion I think that it varies. I think that for if if people don't know a blind person and maybe want to check in and see if that blind, visually impaired person needs help, I don't think that's a bad thing. In fact, I think that that's really great because you want to double-check that that person is living to the best of their abilities. So I actually think that if if you are somebody who maybe doesn't know a blind person very well and thinks that they might need help with something, ask them. Don't assume that they need help, but ask them if they need assistance with anything. Now, however, I do think that once you know a blind, visually impaired person for a while, you start to realize kind of, what help they do need and what help they don't need. So I know whenever I'm with my friends, and I actually was just talking to somebody about this today, if I'm with my friends and we're in say a store, and we're doing either self-checkout or we're checking out at one of the cash registers, and I'm using my credit card or debit card to purchase something, Sometimes I may not be able to read the pin pad. So if I'm with a friend who has known me for a long time, and I think a lot of my friends know this about me by now, if I'm with a friend who I've known for a while, they will automatically kind of step up beside me and tell me what the question, what questions the pin pad is prompting me to answer. Um, so, hey, do you want cash back? No? Okay, the button's here. Do you... Do you need this? Do you need that? Okay, now enter your PIN. And that is very helpful because they know that I sometimes am not able to read it, especially if I don't know the kind of PIN pad. I haven't used it very long. A lot of them are similar and they ask similar questions. So I can know the order, especially if I've gone to a place a a lot of the times. But I sometimes may need a little bit of extra help. And my friends know that. But my friends also know that if I'm doing something myself and I am kind of off in my own little world doing my own little thing and I don't ask for help, they tend to know that I'm good and I don't really need anything else. I'm set. I'm doing my thing and I got it. So once you've known a blind or visually impaired person for a while, I think that it's safer to kind of assume when and when they don't need help. But one thing that I will caution people who are absolute complete strangers on is you see a blind person walking down the street don't just grab their arm and drag them. That's happened to a lot of my friends. It hasn't Personally happened to me, but I know a countless number of my blind and visually impaired friends, if they've been walking out on the streets with their cane, somebody has either grabbed their arm, dragged them somewhere, uh, moved them. I think uh, one of my friends, Livy, talked about this in one of the previous podcast episodes, Blind People Shame, if you want to listen to that, uh, mentioned that somebody has literally, like, moved her sideways when she was just standing somewhere waiting for a light to turn. Um, So stuff like that, offering excessive help when it's not asked for or prompted, yes, that is looking down on ability. You are assuming without even asking. Now, if you want to ask first that's better. And that also gives the person the chance to either say, yes, I really do need help with this. Thank you for asking. Or say, no, I got it. And if they say, no, I got it, respect them. Don't just assume that they're trying to play off confidence or that you can be their savior. It doesn't work like that. If we say we got it, 99.9% of the time, we got it, and we don't need anything else. This next question is also coming to me from my Instagram poll, and it is, because of your blindness, do you think you're too dependent on other people? And again, this is kind of similar to the first question. I think it depends. Sometimes I have days where I'm just, I feel like I'm maybe being bothersome to people by constantly asking them, hey, what's going on? Hey, what, like, what do you see? Hey, what, you know, what, what's happening, right? Because I don't have that, you know, 4k vision. I have, let's say, 780p vision. And sometimes I miss some details. I miss I miss the things that you see when your vision is in 4k. So I think that sometimes there are days when I just I feel maybe like I'm asking too many (laughs) blind girl questions like, hey, can you see that? Hey, what's going on here? And some days I just say, you know what, people can deal with it. I need to I need to know these things to live my life. And yes, it may require people to constantly be answering blind girl questions, but hey, that's that's what needs to happen for me to to live to my fullest extent. So I think it it varies based on how people are feeling. I think though that I have been fortunate enough to have a support system and enough training to where I am as independent of a person as I can be. Um, So while I may need rides places sometimes, I may need some accommodations for things sometimes, I'm still very adaptive and can most of the time figure out how to do things in a way that is independent. And some people aren't as fortunate to have that kind of training and support system and positive reinforcement that I got when I was younger to kind of foster that confidence. And some people are maybe, let's say, a little bit more dependent on other people. They need other people to do more things for them. And that can come maybe as a result of having less vision. Again, I have... In the world of blindness, I actually, knock on wood, have pretty good vision, um, but some people have a lot worse vision than I do. And it could, again, massive, massive uh, asterisk here, it could cause them to be a little bit more dependent on other people. But in contrast to that, I also know a lot of blind people who are basically totally blind, who are very independent people as well. And they tend to rely as little on other people as possible. And that's great. And it works for them. Some people need a little bit more support. They need more people there by their side to help them do things. And that's okay, too. So if if a blind person asks you a question, just assume that they're asking you that question or they're needing that help because it will help them get to where they need to go to be as independent as they can be. And that's their that's their independence level. And, yeah, I'm an independent person, but I also ask a lot of blind girl questions, and it's fine. My sister played a lot of sports or plays a lot of sports, and sometimes I can't see what's going on. So I'll be sitting next to my mom and say, hey, mom, what – what just happened? I didn't see like who, who caught the ball? What happened? <laughs> and that my mom knows that, you know, that's just how I engage with, with the game. And that's why I like live streams of the game because I can zoom in as much as I need to. And the cameras also zoom in for me too, which isn't nice. Um, and that's a way for me to engage more with, with the game that's going on. So there's, there's, Ways to work around things that help blind people become more independent and rely less on other people. But if you do need other people, that's okay too. <laughs> The last question of the day comes, again, courtesy of my Instagram poll. If you want to follow me on Instagram and I will be asking a lot of podcasting questions, you can contribute to my podcast or just DM me um, with questions that you have or podcasting suggestions. It is Clara, C-L-A-R-A, Underscore R underscore Johansson spelled with an E N. So if you wanna follow me there, um I will be posting uploading schedules when episodes are being uploaded little plug there. But this last question comes, again, courtesy of that Instagram poll, and it is how to balance assisting blind people while respecting their independence and their boundaries. And this is just kind of a cap on the last of the episode because I have already gone over it, but it's basically just asking instead of assuming. So, If you meet a blind person for the first time and you maybe don't know where their independence level is at, just ask. A lot of blind people are very comfortable answering questions if they're asked in the right way. And I have a lot of podcast episodes about how to ask questions in the right ways. So check out some of those other ones. But if you really want to know, just ask. Because Most of the time, blind and visually impaired people will be very comfortable answering those questions for you and letting you know what they are capable of and what they might need help with. Now, for people who have known a blind person for a very long time, you should already be familiar with this. And if that hasn't been communicated to you, that's a good time for you to just clarify and say, hey – is this okay that I'm helping you with this or would you like me to step back and give you some space? Because that's really just the best way to get clarification without being kind of assuming and overbearing. I feel like a lot of people generally just assume without even even just asking first. And as somebody who is a communications major, (laughs) I tend to be on the side of I want over communication rather than not communicating. So if you don't know whether I need help with something, ask me first. Don't assume that I need help with it because sometimes I may not. But if you feel like I may not be doing something right or I may need help with something, ask me first. Because Again, this goes back to like moving somebody on the sidewalk if because you think they need help walking, like that's that's not cool. Like, that's really not cool. So i I feel like just bringing in that level of communication, that comfortability with asking the person what they need help with, what where are areas that they're independent, that that they are confident, that they can do everything and where they may need a little bit more assistance. And the more you're around that person, the more that you will gradually, naturally figure out what they need help with. Again, a lot of my friends, because they've been around me so often, they know where I need help and they know where to just kind of back off and let me do my thing. So just be around the person more and figure out what they're comfortable with. And if you're still not sure, Just ask them. And that's the best way I think to respect somebody's boundaries, respect somebody's independence is to communicate with them Hey, I noticed you are having a little bit of trouble with this. Do you need help in this situation? And if they say yes, great. If they say no, leave it at that because they know what they're doing, they know themselves best, and they are in charge of that. So just let let them do their thing because for most people, they've been blind usually their whole lives. So they've, they've had lots of training most of the time. Again, big asterisk because sometimes people go blind later in life. Sometimes people don't have that support system. And in that case, communication is even more important because it allows the person to understand that You are here to help them. You're not here to just be this overbearing presence that that may seem looming at some points and may make them feel even less confident about their abilities. So communication is key. And if you communicate well with a person, they will gradually tell you what they're comfortable with and what they can do on their own. All right. That's it for this episode. Again, it was kind of a shorter episode because I figured I should dedicate one just specifically to the questions that I got relating to independence, boundaries, things like that. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. And... Next time you interact with a blind person, ask before assuming. That's my golden rule for the world of blindness. And I hope you guys enjoyed. And please, please follow this podcast. Leave a rating and review. That would really help me out. And if you want to be updated for when these podcast episodes go up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, follow me on Instagram, And thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Clara Johansson helping you recognize your blind spots.